my whole thing now, Gresham, is about giving back and trying to teach all new leaders some of the things I learned along the way. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on leadership, management, and coaching. When we think of leadership, management, and coaching, we often think of doing all of the things, but often it's a person that's able to build up their team, that's able to cultivate a creative and innovative culture so that people can excel and actually be their own leaders. So that's why this month we're focusing on those three big topics because they make a huge impact on the organizations that we're part of. Now, you'll hear some of those topics this month, and of course, some really great perspectives on how people are even defining leadership, which I think is extremely exciting. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Wayne Strickland of waynestricklandspeaking.com. Wayne, it's awesome to have you on the show. Great to have, great to be here. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you as well. And what I wanted to do was just read a little bit more about Wayne so you hear about all the awesome things that he's been able to do and accomplish. And Wayne is a business coach, author, consultant, speaker, and enlightened leader. In his award-winning 38-year career, he rose to successful vice president at Hallmark Cards for over 25 years, where in his 35th year in the business, he led the launch and development of the Hallmark Greetings business across multiple Amazon platforms. He has worked with the leading retailers across the world and leads teams of 10,000 and 5,000. He has also started new organizations from scratch. He considers developing your own leadership philosophy critical to long-term success. Wayne, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's do it. So the first question I had was to hear a little bit more about what I call your CEO story and what led you to start your business. You know, I was, I was thank you. I was very fortunate to spend 38 years with uh, one great company that allowed me to do a lot of fun things and grow and work on a lot of different projects, work with a lot of retailers. And it wasn't easy along the way. I think through just brute force and determination, a lot of times I just worked my way through a lot of issues. And sometimes I didn't do such a good job. I had a lot of failures in my 38 careers, 38 year career. And so what I'm trying to do with WayneStricklandSpeaking.com is I'm trying to give people some insight, some advice, some things I learned in my 38 years. So maybe they're career won't have to be so painful and uh, get knocked down by just doing dumb things and not having the coaching and the insights and the, and the thoughts around what I need to do to, to grow when I get, especially in a difficult position. So that my whole thing now, Gresham, is about giving back and trying to teach all new leaders 
some of the things I learned along the way. That's awesome. Uh, 38 years is definitely a long time to be in the career. And I know you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you're helping to develop these leaders. Could you tell us like how you're supporting the clients that you're working with? Well, there's several ways, Gresham. There's, I've written, a, I've got two books out there. My second book is called Get Over Yourself, Decide to Lead, Insights from Hard Lessons Learned. And I speak, to, I speak to a lot of groups. I think I resonate best with first or second time leaders, people that say we're managers. I got the first leadership job and everybody thinks they know how to do everything. It, it does. It's not until they take their first big uh, fall or get a flap on the head that they realize maybe they don't know everything and they're willing to listen. So I think I'm most effective with people that's willing to listen. And then the second thing I've done, and I didn't know I was going to do this when I started, I partnered with two women that are really unique and in best practice in their in their field and the first one's very unusual but i'm partnering with a lady named tanya o'callahan from ireland tanya is one of the greatest bass players in the world and she plays with people like uh, twisted sister and the food fighters and guns and roses and i met her about a year ago to play at a thing called rock and roll fantasy camp i always wanted to be a rock and roll player so I went there as a, as a student and she was one of the teachers and I met her and we struck up a, a friendship and now we do a keynote presentation. We've got one coming up in April where she talks about the, the struggles and the amount of energy and dedication it takes to break into the rock and roll field, especially from a young woman in Ireland to break through this, this culture and get into the United States and be successful. And after she tells her story for 15 or 20 minutes, I talk about what leaders can learn from her story, things about there is no entitlement. If you're, a, if you're a musician, when you play, you get paid. It's not like in the corporate world, Gresham. You may have a bad week, but you're still getting paid this week. <laughs> and the fact is that she's the master of her craft. At one time, she was playing with seven different bands just so she could be the best at what she was doing in all different genres of music. So you have to learn all of that. And you know, for corporate leaders, I asked the question, what are you the master of? What's your, what's your craft that you're the best in the world at? Or what do you want to be the best in the world at? And I don't know that people know that. I don't know if they even have aspirations to be that. And then for her, collaboration. She has incredible collaboration skills. But if you're a member of a band, especially if you're a member of seven bands, you don't have time to, not like a business where you can say, hey, I just put that off the next month. We'll just we'll put that on next month's agenda. But you got to figure it out right now. So I found that these musicians have incredible collaboration skills and listening skills. And then when they, they get ready, they play, they focus. I was at this uh, camp for four days. I never once saw one of the professional musicians pull out their cell phone or their laptop and check emails when we were supposed to be practicing. When you practice, you practice for hours. And it's incredible the dedication they have and the focus. And I think for business leaders, it's to learn there. So we had this whole keynote, and then we do a Q&A, and then we actually play. We put together a band, and we have <laughs> Well, she's really playing. I've got some other musicians that are pretty good. I'm in the background trying not to embarrass myself. <laughs> so that's one. And then the other one, I found this lady that actually hired her about a year ago to help me with my social marketing, social media marketing. And after I got to working with her, I found that she had such depth in things like LinkedIn and LinkedIn groups and Instagram and Twitter and all these things, incredible insights, not insights, but knowledge about how it worked. And it triggered a lot of thoughts for me about how under leveraged those platforms are in the business world for business leaders. A few and I had an organization and we had a board of directors with a leadership team. 
that leadership team needs to be using those platforms to help you support your brand or your business or your launch or your new product. And very few do. And so we've got lots of, we have very provocative ideas for groups and we've got a, a presentation coming up on two or three weeks that she talks about the platforms and I'm, I've got to be the provocateur and ask some provocative questions. But I do think knowing a year or two or three, but there'll be somewhere down the road that when a leader is picking his team, if he's got two people that have the exact same skills, but one's got a social media uh, network of 5,000, 10,000 people and the other one doesn't, then he probably will, he or she will probably pick the person with the biggest network because they can help them spread the word. So, so that's how I'm using things. I'm, I'm partnering with people and I'm using my experience and I'm trying to get out to talk to people that want to learn. That's awesome. And you're definitely, it sounds like creating a lot of value. And like you touched on a little bit, like making sure that you are leveraging what everybody's strengths are because you have that knowledge and that information. And you're able to partner with those people that have those specific kind of fields of expertise, I guess you can call them. And then you're able to make a great win-win-win opportunity, it sounds like. So that's awesome that you've been able to do that. And now I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this is what you feel distinguishes you or sets you or your organization apart. We're pretty honest. I think um, we tell pretty candidly about why we failed. I think people that hear me speak, I, I did a, a presentation last Friday to some, actually it was about 40 people. It was a small group. There's 40 people from people in their 50s and their 30s. And the, the consistent feedback was, wow, you really shared a lot of personal information about the choices you made that, that caused you to fail. And I tell a lot of stories. In 38 years, you capture a lot of stories. I give a lot of lessons through those stories, and I give them examples of what I did wrong that caused me to fail. I think people appreciate that because we all make mistakes, right? One of the, one of the things I tell people is you're going to fail. Get good at it. Learn how to fail and fail really well and fail really fast and learn from it and get back up and go again. I think too many times people fail. And they sit there and they feel sorry for themselves or they point the finger at somebody else and they become the victim. And, hey, guess what? You're going to fail. So fail, really get good at it, fail fast, learn from it, get back up and go again. So I think my secret sauce is I'm very honest and I'm very transparent and I don't hide anything. And I think people really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that you're, you're definitely given. And I think in this day and age, transparency, authenticity are definitely key things that people look for. And then in this 24 seven kind of world, like you mentioned on social media, where you can literally review and check and see what everybody's doing. You definitely, it, it definitely pays to be transparent and authentic. So definitely appreciate you for that. And now I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but it's something that makes you more effective and efficient as a business owner. About 20 years ago, I was, I was going through a rough spell professionally, and I got a, the president of the company uh, asked me, told me to get an executive coach. And I thought it was because I was such a stud. It was actually because I was such a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It goes hand in hand, right? And, I, and this lady, her name was Ellen Carp. She got with me. And I thought this was going to be like a 30-minute little session, right? But it ended up lasting about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. But it still hadn't ended. I had lunch with her last Friday, 20 years later, right? And she got me to read this book. She said, you need to learn how to have crucial conversations. And those are the conversations that, that are hard, they're tough. There's a lot of, there've been a lot of emotions that have gone into it, a lot of drama maybe, and says, you got, you've got to learn how to have these crucial conversations. You've got to look somebody in the eye and be honest and peel the onion and all those, all those metaphors that we can use. And it's a book, I think, Carrie Patterson and Joseph 
Greedy wrote the book and Ron McMullen is still in print. And it's, it's just a great book. And I don't know that there's anybody I've ever given it to that didn't think it was terrific in helping them. Now you still got to have the courage to go have that crucial conversation. You've got to have the toughness and the discipline to go do it, but go have that crucial conversation. And in my presentations, I call it finding the friction. It's easy to be a leader when there's no friction, but there's always friction. And as a leader, you find out where that friction's at. Is it people aren't getting along or is it one organization is not working with the other organization, but there's friction and you need to go find it. And it's okay to have a little friction in the organization because that means there's the right amount of tension and everything's nice and tight, but too much friction costs you money and it gets things knocked off track and it's bad. So have a crucial conversation, find the friction, have the toughness to go do that. I think is the is the best advice I could give anybody. Yeah, that makes sense. And a lot of times, like you mentioned, people don't have the crucial conversation. They'll put their head in the sand, so to speak, and hope that it passes. But if you're in an organization where it's vital that you have to get things done and you're having maybe two team members or something that are not on the same page, then you can definitely derail not only just the project or whatever you're working on from that day, but also maybe the entire year and the company itself. Yeah, and a lot of times you feel just say, Hey, I'm just, I was wrong. I was wrong. I had, I didn't have my facts right, or I didn't have all the facts. I made a bad assumption, or I just had a bad day. I was wrong. Sometimes, you know, they just got to say that because you were wrong. Yeah. And some people just can't do it. They think it's like it's, they lose their badge of honor or something. They just can't admit <laughs> that they're wrong. Just say you're wrong. Move on. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes so far by just saying that, because I think that what what is behind all that is that none of us are perfect. None of us, quote unquote, walks on water. So it's important to understand and when you own up to the fact that, hey, I made a mistake or hey, I did this wrong. I think that that helps to get people on your side and, and, and understand that, hey, this person is just as human as I am. I made a mistake yesterday and this person is admitting to making a mistake today. He feels somewhat of a connection when that happens. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 And now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice, or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? I would tell my younger self, slow down, think about it. Don't go so fast. Have some balance in your life. You don't need to work 14 hours a day. Find those things that make you happy. Find those things that make you whole. Uh, be successful at work. Rest. You punish yourself because this is a long journey. You don't have to do it all today. So have some perspective and have balance in your life. And I never would have thought I'd have said that 30 years ago. But I think leaders have got to have balance. They've got to have a well-rounded life. They've got to have people in their lives that make them feel special. And they've got to have activities in their life where it's spiritual or whatever it might be. And you got to have a healthy body. And, and you got to do some things that bring you joy. And and my younger self, I'd say you, you, you got to have all of that. And if you get out of balance, you get off the you get off the tracks. And when you get off the tracks, sometimes it's really hard to get back on the track. So that's my tip for the younger me. <laughs> there you go. I love, I love that advice. And and now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Wayne, I want to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? It means sharing the things that you know to help other people. Absolutely. That's I love that. And it, it all goes back to making sure that you're giving back and you've been able to do that. So uh, I appreciate you, Wayne, for taking some time out, giving back to us and being a, a great leader and um, person that passes on so, so much great information. What I wanted to do was pass you the mic just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and then how best people can get a hold of you. No, for all the listeners out there and the readers, be the best you can. Find those things that you need to be the master of and be the best you can in that. You're not going to be the master of everything. Nobody is perfect 
and everything. You're going to have some areas where you're not going to be the best, and that's where you need to hire people that are, that are better than you. And you and it's, it's so much richer to learn how to work with a lot of different people that have different backgrounds and skill sets than you and bring that team together to make you something special than it is to try to do it all by yourself because you can't. And so find those skills that you're great at. Find out how to work with a lot of different people with backgrounds and find out how to bring those people together to do something really, really special. That's my advice to your listeners. Awesome. And and people that want to reach out to you, what's the best way? You can find me at Wayne Strickland speaking at gmail.com. You can go to my website, Wayne Strickland speaking, have a book on Amazon. You can just type in Wayne Strickland. You'll find it. Uh, Get over yourself decide to leave insights from hard lessons learned. It's a, it's a a easy book to read on a couple hour flight. And I hope everybody uh, gets something. If everybody to listen to this gets a handful, a couple of three ideas and that's great. Yeah, definitely. And I appreciate you, Wayne. And we'll make sure to have those links in the show notes just so that everybody can follow up with you. But again, I truly appreciate you and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you very much, Rashi. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.